God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. God, I pray right now, God, that you behind me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. Thank you, hallelujah. Glory to God. If I was gonna pick a topic today, it would be, why are you troubled? God gave me this message this morning. This was not what I had planned. But why are you troubled? I'm going to be in Luke, the 10th chapter, starting at verses 38 and 42. And I'm going to be in John, the 14th chapter. I looked up the, the word troubled. And it, it says difficulty or problems, public unrest or disorder. And God took me to Mary and Martha. And this is a very interesting passage in the Bible in Luke. And starting at Luke 38, it says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him unto her home. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat, sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, why are you worried and troubled about many things? But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away. So a lot of things is going on in our lives, and we want to know why we're worried and stressed out, and you want to know why God is not moving. Huh? You've got to sometimes get to a place that you see that when God wants you to sit at his feet and when God wants you to do certain things, huh, you've got to get mad because somebody else is not joining in your your foolery in life are walking the way that you want them to walk or doing what you're saying to do. They decide to steal away and be with God, but then you got a problem because one thing about a demon, a demon, and it always likes company, but that's something about God. He likes you to be alone, huh? but the enemy is always trying to get you distracted. It's always, whether it's good stuff or whether it's bad stuff, but it's always a distraction in your life. There's always trouble and worrying. You're always doing this and that, but yet the word of God is not profiting in you because you're not settled. You're not letting the word of God settle down inside of you. You're not letting God grab a hold of those members in your flesh. You're not allowing God to deal with you in a certain way. You don't even understand that you're sick and still trying to serve. How can you be sick and help many to go into the body of Christ when you got a sickness? And as God anoints you and tells you to go and do it, you're just doing bad works. You got to come into the place that you understand sitting at Jesus' feet for a season will give you the strength that you need. You need to understand something. There's a place in your life that you got to get to. You can't get there by doing service and work. It comes by fasting and praying and laying before God for a season. You think that you fasted and prayed two or three days and that's going to get it. But you got to steal away sometime and allow God to build you up. You got to understand that God is moving in a different direction in a different season. Why are you troubled? Why are you there so much difficulty in your life? Why are there so many problems, but yet you pay your tithes and your offering? Yet you come into church on Sunday, Wednesday, and Saturday, but yet your life is still out of order. And then you're causing a public unrest. What do you mean? I'm not in the street acting a fool, but what you doing in your house? What you doing on the child? Is it outburst of wrath? Rage? Does everything get on your nerve? Wow, when that body is out of order, everything else is going to be out of order. When that body is going through trauma and turmoil, how can it be that the peace of God has resided in it? God does not come into a storm unless he's invited. If you don't invite God in your situation, you're going to always be worried and troubled and stressed out. 
You're always going to be having fits of wrath and rage and anger. There's always going to be discord. There's always going to be a like of all of these things. And the enemy just going to take you down. But we don't want to invite God in our situation. But you don't understand sometimes God allows these things in our life uh, to get us in a place uh, that we'll come back to him in a different state of mind. Uh, sometimes you can be in the house of God. Sometimes you can serve God on a different level. But when God is trying to take you down to a deeper place in him, he allowed these things that you did not release on that level to go down on this level that God wants to take you to. And all of a sudden you think God has forsaken you. But no, he's calling you up higher because the deep is calling to the deep. And there's always some kind of disorder going on. You're so busy trying to fight this problem and that problem, but you don't understand sometimes you are the problem because you have not allowed God to do what he needs to do in you. That's one of the things about the enemy, one of the greatest things that the Christian are facing today besides the spirit of unforgiveness and the spirit of strong delusion is the fact that you do not know how to handle when everything is chaotic in your life. You don't understand when the enemy is drawing you away and what really needs to be discerned by the spirit what needs to be tended to and what does not need to be tended to but you just running around huh? and the spirit of distraction has got you going every which way you need this at the moment you need that at the moment but you don't understand that your flesh is out of control and you don't understand why you cannot sit five minutes with Jesus Christ you want to know why you can't pray in tongues ten minutes because your mind and your body has not been different to the things of God why do you have the Holy Ghost power why is the manifestation of the power because signs and wonders are going to follow those that believe there should be power to change your house power to change your job power to change your friends what is it why they are changing us why are you troubled God entered a certain village. God is entering your house. God wants to come in. Are you going to invite him? That's just like Jesus coming down your neighborhood. But you got to understand something. You got to invite him in. Martha wouldn't welcome him in. That means she opened the door and allowed the Holy Ghost power to come in. God is a gentleman. He's just not going to bust through your situation. He's just not going to come into your temple. He's not going to be invited to your house unless you come and do it on your own. Why do you think because you say that is it? That's work behind being saved. Just like the enemy got work behind being unsaved. But all you focusing on their prosperity, but you're not seeing that they're doing they, they working themselves down to get that wealth, to get that whatever it is they're doing on Facebook and Twitter. They're putting time in it. But that's something about the Christian. You're not going to put no time in it because all you're going to do is Jesus died on the cross for my sin and that you think that you're going to walk around in, in the spirit of prosperity and wealth and God is not going to, there's no enemy, no demonic force is going to attack you. But you fail to realize what the word of God says. But you don't want to welcome him in. You don't want God to do anything. A lot of you don't even understand that you're under spiritual attack. You're under spiritual warfare huh? and all you know is that something is going on in your life huh? but it's out of control huh? but yet you don't understand huh? that you need the Holy Ghost power huh? you need to be baptized huh? with the fire and the power of Jesus Christ that God can come in huh? and do what he needs to do in your life huh? you need to understand huh? that the gifts huh? they were out repentance but yet huh? God put them there for a season huh? and a reason in our lives huh? we're approaching the end times but yet you don't understand huh? that the power that you have huh? is for the fight the enemy that it keeps God in after you invite him in. You got to understand something. There's work after you get saved. You got to get the demons cast out. You got to submit your will. You got to live a clean life. You cannot do what you want to do. Every time I look up you're doing this and every time I look up but you're so busy looking at the kids. You're so busy looking at the mom and the dad and the uncle. But what about what you're doing that's out of order? You can see everybody else but you can't see yourself. Why are you troubled? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not roar according to the flesh. Oh, but the average Christian is fighting a fleshly battle. You cannot fight the enemy in the flesh. You need to understand that your weapons are not carnal, but they mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. What is your power? Why are you sitting up in church every Sunday and you're powerless? Why is it that you come in a Bible study and you have no power? Why is it when you lay down at night you're praying 
church. Why you ain't got no power at the grocery store? You got to sit at Jesus' feet. But we don't want to do that. We don't want God to come in and really get a hold of us. We want everything else. We want everything else to be just as it is and nothing's gonna happen. You're looking for this perfect life, but you fail to live, fail to understand that you're living in a broken world. And you need to understand that God is just not gonna do it. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit and joining marrow and is a discerner of the faults and the tents of the heart. But you don't understand that God is trying to get you to discern something that's wrong in your flesh. You just out here doing this and that. You say that you can see God and I consult him this and he said this and before God done sat there and told you not to do it but you go and do it anyway and you want to know why the enemy is in your house. You want to know why the enemy is on your job. You want to know why the enemy is in your members. You got to understand something. Paul knew his infirmity. Do you? Why are you troubled? We don't understand what God is saying. We want God the way we want. But you don't understand that God wants to be the God in our lives. What it is for your mama may not be what it is for you. What it is for my grandmama, it sure ain't that way for me. We're living in a different time and a different hour. And God is going to do something over and above. It's still the same God. He said, I'm a God and I change it not. But why is he changing in our lives? But yet our old saints that had the power and the fire and the blood of Jesus. And they had no education. But yet they got all the power. You need to understand something. The God is going to move in a different way. You better invite him in. He's walking down your street. Can you see him in the spirit? Because the kingdom of God is without observation. Your eyes are just blinded the way the Jews were when Jesus Christ came to, to take away the sins of the world. But they were looking for Jesus Christ to take away their problem. But yet, oh, we are just like the Jews. We only want God to take away the problems, but we don't want God. And if God don't do it the way that we want, we backslide, we move away from God. And you don't understand what God is saying and doing because you're not trying to sit at his feet. You need to understand something. Some of you are just like Sarah because God sent the promise, you go and make your own way. And then now you get an ace on your life and you don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to sit at Jesus' feet. And as she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But I want to show you something. Mary let him in the door. But Martha's sitting at his feet. Mary, excuse me, Martha let him in, but Mary sat at his feet. Just because he, you invite him in, don't mean things won't change if your focus is on every other thing. Just because you open the door. But are you going to spread out a table before him? Are you going to allow him to be fellowship in your home? But yet you get mad because your daughter got the fire and the power, or your son got the fire and the power, or the grandma in the back room that got the fire and the power. Just because you let him in, don't mean you're going to be the one in the house to recognize the fire and the power and the blood of Jesus. But Martha was what? Distracted. You need to understand what is distracting you in this hour. You got to understand something. The flesh may want a lot of things, but what is it called when it's all doing nothing but, but taking you out of the will of God and sitting at his feet? It's not worth the price. Because then you understand something about a visitation. It only comes every now and then. When Elijah was there helping the widow woman, that was only for a season and her time alike. But are you busy that you cannot recognize and take instructions? The widow woman took instructions from Elijah the prophet. So when you let a man in the house and he's blessing you and you're sitting at his feet, but 
can you do what he's telling you to do? Or is it you're all running out? See, we don't understand that we're allowing too many things in our life. And you have to admit on some level, some of this stuff is not the devil. You need to understand something. This is your flesh and it's out of control. Can't nobody tell you nothing. And the pastor sit back and look at the demons on you and look at you being out of order and out of control. But you're thinking in your mind you're religious and you're saving going to hell and then going to Jesus Christ. But yet you're really going to hell because your mind and your flesh is taking you away from God. But yet you're doing it by the by rituality and ritualistic ways you paying the tithes and offering you say you're serving God you're raising your hand but that does not make you make it into the kingdom of God it's a man that's got to submit his will her will so many people are going to be in hell that are saved I say they saved but yet they live their whole life by being led by something else it comes a time in your life that you got to differentiate between the devil, yourself, and a person leading you out. You got to see this. You got to know what is going on. You got to really see the enemy at a different level in your life. Why are you troubled? Why are you disorderly? Why there's always difficult things and trials and tribulations in your life? You're not getting no power. You're getting weaker even when the trials and tribulations come. But they come to test your faith. Why are you failing at the test that is before you? I'm always difficult. The demons is always just taking my mind away. Taking my emotion. That's exactly what he's supposed to do. What was you thinking? What were you thinking that it was going to do? Why do you get in your mind that the enemy is not going to attack you? Why do you think that he comes in strong and he tears it up? You got to understand something. You, in order for a pastor anybody to come, they got to bind the strong man. And the strong man, that's the one that's got the door open and is dragging all the other demons in there. You need to understand something. What have you done to allow these afflictions to come upon your life? You need to stop blaming God for any and everything that you're doing in your life and understanding that some of this stuff is you because you failed to do what God has called you to do. You need to understand something. God does not send trouble. God uses the trouble that you open the door and to judge you and to deal with you. You need to understand and if you don't do what God say do, God said I tie down the whole house. You got to understand something about the widow woman. When her husband died it upset the whole house. You need to understand what God has in place and the people that God has in place may be removed. of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down the strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge and power of God. But you're sitting in church and you understand why you don't have no power. I pray that today when you leave here, you'll understand why you don't have no power. You will understand why the enemy has got difficulty in your life. You want to know why the enemy is in your house. A lot of times when your mind is focused on something else, he's going to attack what you think. He's going to attack what you love. Why would you think that God has already warned you? God has already prepared you. He sent the word. And you got to understand something. Even though there's a pastor, but if you don't listen and take the instructions for the after. There's a price to pay for that. You got to understand something. There's something in the Bible that tells you don't do your pastor or your leaders any type of harm and frustration upon them because they watch and pray over your soul. You need to understand something this hour. If you're going to get it right, get it right. If you don't know the answer, go and ask. Go seek God. But whatever the answer is, you need to be prepared to change even when it's coming against your flesh and your will. This is an hour that the light is leaving. It's leaving not your church because the Bible says upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. You need to understand something. Jesus is that church and we stand on that rock. But when you decide to go into your own ocean, you decide to go somewhere else and try to swim and be like Peter. Except God say, forbid me God to come out. And God had to tell him to come. I beckon you to come. And a lot of times you're stepping out on your own faith and you're drowning because you got your eyes off of Jesus Christ. But you need to understand something. The only way that you can swim in this ocean, in these midst of these dark, way 
whales and sharks uh, and all of these things that's out there water moccasin is that God has called you to go out there in the deep and that God is going to protect you while you trouble. But we want to cause things to come upon ourselves that should not be. And this hour, because God said, because you disobeyed, you will walk into it for a season. I talk to every backslider. I talk to everybody that's gotten away from God. I tell you, I beseech you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will come back home, that you will do the will of God and repent and turn from your wicked ways. You need to understand why is all of this trouble? Why is it that you don't got no light in your face? Why is it that your spirit is going dark, dark and gloomy? Why is all of these things going on? But you just like Martha, you're sitting there serving, but you don't even understand some of the things that we're serving is things that the devil is putting our way. You're so busy doing this and that, you can't have no discernment. But Mary had the discernment that the hour and the time for Jesus Christ was to sit there and be fed because she knew that Jesus was going to leave the house soon. Huh? Jesus is going to leave your house soon. Huh? But whatever he's planted there is going to stay. Just like the widow woman huh? and the old left there I mean was profitable for her for days and weeks at a time. Huh? You need to understand something. Huh? While the spirit of God is moving, huh? you better catch him as he moves and walks by. Huh? You need to understand huh? that God is going to go out and get another generation that's going to obey him because this generation is walking away from God. But you want to say, why God is this happening to me? If you're in a Christian and you're in this church today and you're constantly questioning God why this stuff is happening, that's your problem. You need to look at yourself. You'll read the word, but you're only going to read the things that make you feel good in the flesh. You ain't going to look at a TV evangelist that's going to tell you that your sins, you just stay there and you feel good about your sin. Anybody that's saved and born in the fire and the power and the blood of Jesus, you're not going to be comfortable in this hour with the sins and the discretion that you're doing against the word of God. You need to understand what God is saying and doing in this hour. You better hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Turn and repent from your wicked ways. Why are you troubled? Some people are going to sit there and blame Jesus until he come and go and you're going to be in hell somewhere. And I talk to the church people. You so worried about Beyonce and J-Lo. I'm not worried about them. I'm talking to the household of faith. He said I'm coming back after my own. He's coming back for the church. And you need to understand something. This ain't nothing to play with because the move of God is in the land and he's going to strike down everything that's not of him. Even though you said and you called his name, but God said depart from me you workers of iniquity. You went out there and did your own thing. You sit there and allow the enemy and yourself to be led astray. You allowed mom and daddy. You allowed your flesh. You allowed your friend. You allowed your job. You allowed all of these things in the earth that I told you to go bring a strong delusion and take you away from me. But you failed to listen to the voice of God. You failed to listen to what God was trying to tell you because you were so busy walking in your way and serving the God that you wanted to serve. There was many gods out there in the land of Egypt. But God defeated them all before he brought them out. Why are you troubled? Why are you sitting here at this hour now and you're questioning the most high God? Every time something happened, oh God, why did this happen to me? Oh God, I don't deserve this. Oh yeah, but God, Jesus, God can send his son to be slain, but you can't be slain. You need to understand something. God came to save your soul from damnation. He came to save you because some of you, if you even smell or look, I had a vision of hell, you'll run. God has saved you from that. You got to understand something. Hell was not meant for the believer. You got to understand something was for his demons and his imps, but you don't understand if you don't get your life right, if you don't seek God with your whole heart and your whole mind, you're going to be in hell and paying your tithes and your offering. Why are you troubled? Public unrest. Why is there such mass destruction going on? Why is it that it's hard for you to yield to God? But you'll yield to your flesh. You'll yield to it. But you don't understand that God wants to do something in this hour. God really wants to do something to the believer in this hour. But you're not in a place that you even want God to deal with you. 
And that's the sad part because we don't want God to deal with us. We want everything else and God to do it. But you don't want God to do it. And that's the sad thing about it is because you saved and, and you got the Holy Ghost power as you say. But yet there's something else that's greater than the power of God. God is a gentleman. He's not going to come in. He's not going to just take over. You're going to have to submit your will. you got to understand something. We're moving in a different hour and God is moving and touching people in a different way. And he's only going to use those that have prepared themselves. That have set like Mary at Jesus' feet. And you're still going to be Martha complaining because your sister ain't coming up and telling you and some of y'all doing just like Martha going to Jesus and complaining about what somebody else is doing right in God nice you got that answer because they're not about your works they're about Jesus Christ's works but listen to what Jesus said we're in Luke 10 chapter verse 41 And Jesus said to her, Mary, Martha, Martha. He called her name twice. I'm trying to really get your attention. When people really want to get your attention, they call you more than one time. And they said, hearken and listen to what I'm about to tell you. There's profit in here. There's strength in here. And this is going to profit you in your mental elect. I'm going to give you substance. I'm going to give you stability. You're going to be able to get up from here and walk right. Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. He said, it ain't just you serving in the house. Your spirit is already filled up with rage, anger, lust, frustration, bitterness. All of this stuff is already there in her. And she was probably mad at her neighbor. I know your Baba didn't say that, but you know you good Christians. God said it's beyond this. It's more going on to you than what you think. And one thing about God, when he sizes you up, he sees the whole picture. He sees the beginning from the ending and the ending from the beginning. There was so much going on in her life. But she's only concentrating on housework. This is where the enemy comes in. When somebody else is about God's business, the person that's in the house is going to complain about what you're doing. And Jesus is there in the midst of all of it. Because you got to understand something. She had this attitude way before she invited him in. Some of you just think this stuff just happened. No, you, this, you've been dealing with this stuff for years. But the enemy has got you distracted. It's got you torn. You know how you is? You're fussing at the children, but yet you're mad at yourself? You come home and bring it, and it's happened on the job. But you had a chance from your job to the house to give it to God. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part. He's telling her. And I'm going to tell you something about God. When he comes in, he ain't got to do a whole lot of talking. He only speaks a few words to change your life. Because there's volumes in his voice, in his wisdom, which will not be taken away from her. What she's getting, whatever you do, would not affect her. A lot of times we get upset and we don't like when other people in the house is growing or when other people is chosen to spend that time with God. 
because you're all frustrated and out of place. You're disarrayed in your mind, and everything seems to bring you trouble and bitterness and frustration, and you just aggravated all the time, and you're just never happy and settled. You don't never have any type of peace because the Bible says, and Paul said, whatever state I find myself in to be content, you're never content about anything. It's always you just busy here and there. You just become such a busybody because your flesh is out of control. You will just allow your mind to start gazing in areas that it shouldn't be. You sitting there in the house of God, but yet you thinking about a woman and a man. You in the house of God, and then you up there on the phone. You Everything is already there. You got to answer your cell phone. You got to answer your text messages. And everything else is calling you, and everything is going on, but yet you're sitting in the house of God, but yet you're not paying attention because there's so many distractions. Some of you thinking about the meatloaf in the icebox. Some of you thinking about what you got to cook. Some of you thinking about you got to go to the grocery store. And God is saying, take that time and sit there with me because it's going to profit you. It's not going to leave you. But because you know how to separate your life from the spiritual realm or the natural from the spiritual realm, you allow all these things to make you in a place that you do not understand. And spending time with God and allowing God to settle in you. Sometimes the word got to settle down in you. But you're so in a disarray about things in your life. What part are you choosing? There's got to be a change. But you're sitting there year after year. And you're stuck in the same situation. And you're asking God the same question. And he ain't giving you no answer. God said, I done told you. I sent the preacher. I sent the prophet. I sent you the word. I even sent you the scripture. Because one thing about God, he ain't got a problem getting a message to us, just like Satan ain't got a problem. But you in a place like Mary to sit there at Jesus' feet while he talks to you. It's always going to be something in this life that has to be attended to. Why are you troubled? Let's go to John 14 chapter. One thing I love about Jesus Christ, when he speaks, he speaks volumes. He speaks with the power. He speaks with the fire. He speaks with the voice of the days of ancient. You got to understand something. He was here in the beginning. In the beginning was the word of God. And his word brings you strength and life. Let not your heart be what? Troubled. God is already saying, whatever comes and goes, don't let your heart be troubled. Because that's something about it. When it gets down in your heart, it's going to activate in that flesh. And you're going to fly away to a place they shouldn't be. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, God said, whatever I tell you, it is so. I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. He's already left you the Holy Ghost. Now he says, I'm going to bring you in my physical presence. That's better than the Holy Ghost. He left you a comforter to comfort you. But he says, I'm going to prepare a place to bring you in my presence. And the song said, well, in his presence is the fullness of what? Joy. But you looking in this world trying to find a peace of mind. Ah! Trying to find joy. It ain't no joy. There ain't going to be no peace. This is Satan's kingdom. And the enemy going to have you doing all kind of stuff. Because you don't even understand it. You're looking for here and you're looking for that. You're looking for and all of these physical things in this earth. But yet there's no peace. There's no comfort. John 14 chapter verse 3. It says, and I go and prepare a place for you. 
I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am that you may be also, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. Go on down. Christ answers Thomas. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But you're trying to find your own way to Jesus Christ. But you ain't searching out the scriptures. They reveal Jesus. They reveal the truth. The flesh is never going to walk side by side except you got the Holy Ghost power and a yielded spirit. It's always going to be contrary. The word tells you that. But you're thinking that your flesh is all is going to walk side by side by the spirit. No, it's going to be confusion and disarray. And it takes a yielded vessel. I can't say that enough because you're going to have to yield to this thing. This thing ain't going to make you bow down and do nothing. God said you can run around and do everything that you want. He said, but it don't change my stand. He said, I sit high and look low. I behold the good and the evil. And God said about Jeremiah, he said, your own wickedness will reprove you. And you got to understand what God is saying. God said, my word is going to work in you whether you like it or not. It's going to work in the world whether you like it or not. Can't nothing stop the word and the focus of what God has already said because God works through his word. He don't work around it. He don't work beside it. He works through his word to perform that which he said. You need to understand this. Some of you don't even understand it. You don't have to go there I'm in Jude. 24. Now to him is able to keep you from stumbling. You stumble when you're not stable in God. Now to him who is able to sustain you and to present you faultless. You can't do it without Jesus. You're trying to clean up your own self. But all our works are nothing but filthy rags. Why are you troubled? Before the presence of, the, of his glory, with exceedingly joy to God our Savior, be glory and majestic, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. So what you're seeking could only be through Jesus Christ. But we keep thinking there's another gospel, good news. There's another way. But there's no other way. And we don't understand this. And we want to know why that we got it so hard. But you fail to never recognize the rebellious ways in you. Your own wickedness will correct you. There's something about this word and the average Christian don't know the power. Whether you believe it or not, it's going to manifest. When you truly understand the power of the word. God is sitting in heaven and left us the Holy Ghost. But he said, my word I sent. And it's going to do and perform that which I've sent it. And it's not going to come back what void. So whether you do it or not, it's still going to manifest. What he said for the righteous, the lukewarm, and the unsaved. He meant what he said. There's no way around this. But you keep working it like it's another way. Why do you think that you can slide and maneuver? You can maneuver man and me, but you cannot maneuver and trick and slide like a snake at night. And your backsliding will reprove you. Now, therefore, and see, I'm in Jeremiah 2 
and 19. That is, and what? Evil and bitter thing. That means ain't nothing profit, ain't nothing sweet coming out of this. But you keep thinking that you're going to prosper in this flesh. Uh-uh. That goes from the pulpit to the back door. You will not. And isn't it strange you need to ask yourself, how can this word work in another kingdom? Because he's God and above all. He's only letting Satan have borrowed time. He's on a written space here. But the landlord owns it. The property owner owns it. Who created the world? Don't let me go to Genesis. Just like you, you only written time here. That you have forsaken the Lord your God. And the fear of me is not in you. That's why you can move the way you are in the flesh with no consciousness. I'm going to tell you something. You can stay in a place of sin. And it doesn't move, it don't bother you no more. That means you're backsliding. And you got all of these things that you want to do. You ain't even heard the voice of God. And you want to know why it's not profiting. Why are you troubled? You're just moving about what you feel and what you want to do. Because you can. Let me tell you something. I could do a whole lot of things, but I bet not because the Holy Ghost checks me. He may give you a one pass, but don't try him too many times. There are so many Christians that are unstable in this hour. They know the word, but yet it's supposed to be for somebody else. But then you'll look and judge it against somebody else that's not saved. But you're not stable. You're always frustrated. Let's go back to John, the 14th chapter. He's talking to Thomas. Verse 6, the latter part. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen me. Then look what he said about Peter. I mean, Philip, excuse me. It says, Lord, show us the father. And it is sufficient for us. If you already doubt, it is not. See, they were using words with him. But God looks past words. That's what Jesus did. No matter what God does, we, in this flesh, you are, it's not always sufficient. We just say that because we're praying this stuff. Oh, yeah, God, you do this, and that's be sufficient enough. But yet when the next storm come up, guess what? You back down to zero, and it's like you don't even have no faith. But it's got to be a place in your life that you get grounded in faith. I always got questions. Always questioning God. But I bet you don't question the devil why he doing this to you. He's going to lie anyway. But isn't it interesting how in our flesh we're going to question the righteousness of God? Verse 9, John 14 and 9. Have I been with you all this long? He said, I don't want this thing with you, and you still questioning me. If you've been with God and you still asking him the same questions, you have not matured. Everybody's coming to church, it's not coming for the same reasons. This is more than just stimulating your brain and saying on Monday morning that you went to church and that you still gonna get mad at the same devil that's in your face on Monday that's gonna say hey and good morning and you can't even stand him. You got to be real with this stuff. You got to take everything to God. Even your silent thoughts. 
me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak of my own. I speak to you. Hold on for a minute. I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. The Holy Ghost is in us and it does the work. You're not doing this of your own authority. The people that's walking up in a higher realm, if the Spirit of Christ is leading you, it is not of your own authority because we pattern our lives at the works of Jesus Christ. In the days of old, the spirit fell on man to man to perform. Now the spirit is in us and it performs. And it never leaves. The prophets of old, the spirit fell down. But the book of Acts, which is a transitional book, the spirit fell in us. And he's promised that he would never leave us. This is what you don't understand. But why has your flesh got such a high authority in your life? Verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do. Because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So when we do things through the Spirit of Christ, God is glorified through us, through his son. What are you working in? What are you working in? And I'm going to go now to 27. I'm going to go up a little bit. Let's go to Jesus answered Judas's. Judas Iscariot. You see that all these people asking him questions, right? Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our house with him. You hear that? House. Martha, open what? The door to the house. He has to be invited in. Using lip service that is not even connected to the spirit of Christ. It's flesh. And it shall not be glorified. Flesh will never pan out and do what it said it's going to do. But by the spirit, you can walk it out. That's why you need to pray before you move. God don't speak, you don't move. Verse 24. He who does not love me does not keep my word. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being pre pre uh, says present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Don't come to me. Go to God. 
And this is what I'm trying to tell you. Those that have the Holy Ghost, you have let somebody else guide and lead you down a dark pathway. Why is God exposing all of these pastors and the fivefold ministry? Because they have led you astray. It's like you gave the gift that God has given you to the hands of a man. And the Bible specifically said that nobody could be the perfect lamb but Jesus Christ. You need to get and understand and allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you. We have failed our job. We're supposed to taught you the truth. But no, if you don't come here and get something, you're going to get blessed in this thing. No, you ain't going to get blessed. You've got to get your life right. Why would God give you money and you blowing it? Oh, but no, they're not going to tell you that. Why you think you can live any kind of way and think that blessing of God will flow upon you? Satan will bless you to stay in sin. Why would God lead you to the Holy Ghost? Why would God teach you? Why would God train you? Why would God leave his word if he didn't care? But the Holy Spirit will teach you. And I'm going to tell you something. If you even didn't have the Holy Spirit, the evidence of it, if you would sit back and be with God in prayer and fasting, he'll speak. But we're too busy. Teach you all things and bring to you. Bring to your, it says, remembrance all things that I said unto you. That means it's going to quote the scriptures to you. It's going to bring out prophecy. It's going to bring out warnings. It's going to bring a check in your spirit. In verse 27, peace. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I have, I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I pray that something's been said and done. I pray that the peace of God is going to guide and lead you into the truth. I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' name. Amen.